0: Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a National Association member FDIC. Hey, this is Annie and Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I'm Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio.
2: And welcome to another happy hour. Yes. Welcome, as always. I'm saying that to you, Andy, as well. Oh. Like I'm welcoming oh. you. Thank as you. As well as... Our audience, I'm happy obviously. to be here. <laughs> I'm also paid to be here, but I am happy to see you. <laughs> I'm happy to see you. And just as a reminder, the drinks that we are drinking are not our sponsors. It's just someone that we found that we thought are delightful and have women involved, which shouldn't mm-hmm. be so hard, but sometimes can be to find it companies that are be. that have women involved as part of the major production. <sighs> I hope that changes one day. Anyway. This is where we are. But also, if you are drinking, please drink responsibly. Whatever you are drinking, whether it is an alcoholic beverage, a caffeinated beverage, and or something that you enjoy way too much. Like if you're doing a milkshake even, you know, if you're lactose intolerant, not a great idea. I do it all the time. And I'm not necessarily intolerant, but it's not great with my body, I've discovered. (laughs) Is that
3: too much? I shouldn't have tea. That's what I... Right? Got a weird intolerance for tea. So and anything with mint in it, keep that away.
2: So you. a lot of things. Just be responsible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and today we are sipping on some delicious beers from Hyperion Brewing, which is located in Jacksonville, Florida. If you're interested. And by the way. If you get a chance to be in downtown Jacksonville and actually go to the brewery, the bartenders are delightful. I had two lovely young ladies who were so kind and so helpful and also very weirded out by all the questions I was asking, (laughs) rightly so. Did you explain why? I I tried to explain why. But you know, it's one of those weird things where I'm like, I'm a podcaster. And you're like, there's millions of you essentially. And why do I care? Mm. And I'm like, yeah that's fair. <laughs> well, I hope they're listening. And if so, hello. I don't think so. They One of them said they kind of heard of us. I, I will try to explain. Uh, it's one of those moments where I'm like, I'm not trying to get free things. Please know. I just mm-hmm, want you to know this mm-hmm. is why I'm asking all of these questions because you're looking at me like I'm a weirdo. Fair mm-hmm. enough. But they were very kind and so helpful and so informative. And they did help me pick out these beers uh, from Hyperion as well. So, I'm gonna go ahead and open mine to start the drinking. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna see if we can do this without pouring this into my lap because I did not have luck last time. Ooh, that was my Crowler. It's a 32 ouncer, and I am not gonna be drinking all of this by myself, I promise. I can't. And a guzzle. I believe I just poured myself a six ounce pour. <laughs> I used to be able to do this. Well, you do have experience in that world, so I trust you. I am drinking a Celine Citrine, which is a blood orange blonde, just FYI. Annie, what are you drinking? Ooh, I am drinking Hop Deity, which is a great name,
3: which is an IPA, a type of IPA, Yeah. which I haven't sipped yet. I just told you that, but I trust that that is the truth,
2: <laughs> that you're not trying <laughs> to trick me. <laughs> I'm not trying to trick you today. Today. Mm. Um, And just to kind of give you a background of Hyperion, it was started by a businesswoman, Alexandra McEwen, who is a 29-year-old who had a desire to be her own boss. Yeah, girl, do it. And uh, have a startup. And after reconnecting with a high school friend dabbling with some home brewing, decided to go down the brewing avenue. And she did have a little bit of a hard time trying to get this started, especially in trying to get money and loans. Eventually, she was able to partner with a couple from Michigan and opened up the brewery in downtown Jacksonville. It is really lovely. It's called Springfield, the little neighborhood. Mm Mm-hmm. Just an FYI, there's a few breweries down that way, and it was really a delight. And if you do go into this space, it's such a large, cute space. Like, so they have this whole like setup in the front where you can play games and look at all these uh, fun artwork. And then if you go into the back, they have a whole garden area, and it's massive. And you can play little games out there. They have plants, like it is. They went all out. Like they have fire pits everywhere. It was nice. I'm like, man, I wish I lived here just to have a party in the back.
3: (laughs) At the brewery specifically? Yeah,
2: at that brewery. Like, it was a fun brewery. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. Anyway, but uh, it is a fun little company. And yeah, I went to Jacksonville to visit my partner's uh, family. And I was like, hey, Florida... We kind of talked about a little bit, the distributing laws interstate is really complicated and you can't get things everywhere. And Florida and Georgia, as much as you would think, don't have a good connection. And so there's things down there that we can't get in Georgia. So I wanted to try a couple of breweries and I did a couple in Hyperion was one of them and very glad to find it. We all enjoyed it very much and found good beers, but yeah. I am drinking this Celine Citrine Blood Orange Blonde, which if you know much about blondes, it is a lighter, almost like a summery beer, kind of along the ale-ish. So not really hoppy, not really tart or bitter in any way. It's very smooth. To me, it's malty-ish. It does have a blood orange, like hay-ish. And I I say hayish in that it's very just soft and mellow in that level, that smell you get. That's like Mm -hmm. refreshing. That is comforting to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And that little bit of citrus is a really big delight. And I love, love the taste of this. And I definitely understand. The first thing you smell is the orange
1: in Mm -hmm. this.
2: It is a delightful beer. And their description says it is a citrusy, crisp, And pink, and it is a pinkish color-ish. This blonde will leave you feeling like you're sipping brews in a beautiful orchard on a sunny day. Oh, Hey, right, right, right? (laughs) I know that's a popular beer descriptor. I I get
3: what you're saying. That sounds lovely. I am, as I said, drinking the Hop deity. I feel like I I said this in the last one too, but I I wouldn't have said this was an IPA, actually, because to me whether I'm wrong or right, based on the IPAs I've had in my life, it would be much more hoppy and bitter. And that's definitely still there. Definitely still there at the end. But it's... it's. I also was going to use Mellow and then you used Mellow. It's much mellower in the front. And it's got kind of a... It's not malt, but it like lingers and sort of a grassy vegetal feeling going on. But it's it's brighter than what I'm used to with a lot of IPAs. And I know I say that knowing that I have had a lot of one specific type of IPA in my life. Right, so right. I know that the world of IPA is bigger than what I, my experience is, but just for me when I go into something. So from their description, it is a balanced IPA with four varieties of hops, Magnum for bitterness, Centennial and Summit for notes of citrus, and Mosaic to provide a fruity aroma.
2: Right. So this is not a double IPA, which is typically a little more bitter and over like a little sweeter. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it doesn't seem like a, a New England style either, which has a little more bitterness. Typically, I could be wrong. They're going to yell at me. Someone's going to yell at me. <laughs> it's been a minute. I'm not drinking it now. But when I had it at the tasting, it didn't feel that way. Mosaic, and I think I've said this before, is one of my favorite hops because it does have that fruity aroma. So it almost takes like the grassy or... Sometimes there's some beers that smells like weed, like it is that yep. level mm-hmm. of aroma, and it mellows it out with a little more fruitiness to it, and I think it adds a greatness to it. This is me, of course. Like people talk about it's a cosmos and all that thing. Anyway, that's a whole different other <laughs> level. But this is a complex for sure with the fact that they have four varieties of hops, but they balance it nicely, in my opinion. From yes. back then, that's my nose trying to remember three weeks ago, so two weeks ago, mm, three mm. weeks ago. How many weeks ago? So many weeks ago, (laughs) y'all. It could be any number of weeks. There's so (laughs) many weeks.
1: Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers.
2: To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. One of the things that I did love about Alexandra's story about the fact that she got to reconnect with a high school friend because she moved away, came back. Apparently, she worked with a company, I think it's like to Soleil for South America or something. And came back and found a ruse and just, like, kind of reconnected. And it started making me think about high school, you know? Like, if I—and I, I'm not going to lie. I think there's been a part of me. So, a couple of years ago was my 10-year reunion. And mm-hmm. I was petrified. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to my 10-year reunion. Is that right? Oh, no. And a couple of years might y'all, be a bit of an exaggeration. No, <laughs> Oh, my God. i been at my 20-year reunion. Holy shit. I'm having like- a crisis. I'm having a moment <gasps> of crisis. Give me a minute. That couple of weeks turned into a couple of years. Don't start with <laughs> me. A decade. is I'm a decade off. Oh, my God. I was like, okay. I missed my 10-year. All right. <laughs> Listeners, I'm so sorry. I just had an identity crisis, a midlife crisis as we speak, because I just realized it was 20-year reunion and not 10-year reunion. Uh, we did have an excuse of having COVID, and I'm very grateful for that because there's no way in hell I would go to it. I would like to maintain that I feel like I look younger than most of the people from my generation (laughs) because of my brown, oily skin. But I I have been thinking about all of the people that I've lost contact with. And I honestly think I've only talked to two or three people from my high school. And I started thinking about, man, how much have we changed? And also my adorable family member who uh, has recently kind of come away from that and has grown as an adult. Looking back on her and her having her own identity crisis of like, I'm changing so much and I've become a different person, what does this look like? And I wanted to ask you, when you were in high school, and I think we've already talked about this before, but what did you think? What were your plans when you were like a senior year in high school? because that was a pivotal year. we were making all of these big plans, what were your plans? Uh honestly, they were pretty shallow looking back
3: because I'. I was a real overachiever in school. But for some reason, when I became a senior, I got the worst case of senioritis. Like, I would sit in the parking lot and think I could just drive away and no one would see me again. And it was wild. Like, I can't really tell you. I guess it was like maybe fear of change and just mm-hmm. being tired. But so I wanted, it. I wanted a change. I wanted like, I chose the school I went to. I know I've said it before, I'm embarrassed by it, but I chose it because I thought I'd have the best chance at like partying and finding a man which was way off. (laughs) (laughs) I was so wrong. And ultimately, I'm glad I am. But I I wanted like that. I was like, you know, maybe I just need a new scenery and I'll be able to be like the cool person. Because I wasn't uncool, but I was definitely not cool. I was like the well-liked crowd, but I, I thought I could like build a new identity, I guess is what I'm saying. I thought I could get, I could date, and I wouldn't feel so weird about dating somebody I'd known since kindergarten I thought I could make a new kind of personality because it's hard to do that when you've known people for so long. For me, it was. And then I really wanted to travel. So that's why I chose the degree I chose, which also feels very shallow. And especially now, like looking back, as I said, I would have been a terrible spy. Uh, But I also wanted to be a diplomat. I was thinking about like, just traveling and being a diplomat. But so that's what I thought. I thought I was going to go kind of reinvent myself, as they say. (laughs) And I did have in the back of my head, like, I really want to write, and I really want to be an actor. But I also am a very logical person, and I'm really prone to arguments. Like, my parents were like, you know, we're not going to pay for any... Like, you you need to find a way to pay for college. And no one can get jobs in that, essentially, is what they told me, which you know, right or wrong. That's what they said. And I was like, you're right. That's very hard to be able to succeed in. I'll do this other thing. I did also follow one of my friends to Georgia Tech. So it wasn't the only reason I chose it, but uh, she was part of the reason. I'll say that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. For myself, I dreamt of leaving LOJ, Georgia. That was my Mm -hmm. big goal. and But wanted to go somewhere that I could be with friends. So I'd gone with my high school best friend. We all got in. We were so excited. She and I were roommates for freshman year. It didn't break us, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of screaming, <laughs> but I definitely was excited. I got accepted. I was the first one to leave the home now to go to school. Now, they mm-hmm. others did leave the home, but it was because of marriage. So that's mm-hmm. a whole different conversation. But I was not about that, obviously. And I had this whole plan. I had this plan that I was going to be a missionary, a doctor, and I was going to travel the world and save the world, essentially. And then eventually, like, I came back and that didn't happen. And then I went back and forth about like, well, maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe I want to be a social worker. And I did decide early on to be a part of that world. But yeah, I had this dream. I was going to go there, find my husband as well. We were going to connect, travel the world together. I had read too many Christian books about couples who left on mission trips. And that was going to be me, having children, maybe understanding yeah. that there was a lot of trauma in the back of my mind. But you know, I had already solved it because Jesus, right? right? Which is yeah. not condescending for those who believe in religion. But that was really like, oh, this was not going to be a fix-all. But I, I believed it to be at that point for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I, I thought the same thing about like I'm going to find myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the girl who finds a man and is a perfect man, and everybody's going to be jealous of this man because in school there I never. Dated. I didn't have boyfriends. Like it wasn't a mm-hmm. thing for me. I was the responsible one. I was the mom of my friend group. And then finally, I was going to go out and find myself. It didn't happen that way. <laughs> it's that whole like that SpongeBob memes, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Do, but yeah. And with that, I've got to ask you: How did that experience actually change when you left? What your expectations? Rather, I think
3: my expectations changed really quickly because. I had been used to not having to study. Like, I had to put in a lot of homework time, but I didn't have to study. And then I almost failed my first semester of college. And so right after that, because I was an overachiever, and that, you know, oh my God, what an eye-opener that was. And I will say, I didn't reinvent myself in the way I thought I would. And I almost hesitate to use that because I know it's been made fun of so much. But I did I did go through a, a lot of growth and I did discover a lot about myself. A lot of it makes me cringe looking back. But the thing that I I think I ultimately wanted and I just didn't realize what I, the end goal of that was, like I thought it was me married with children, a different person, but instead it was me who did get to go and travel even if it wasn't for like, being a diplomat, but I got to work in other countries through college, and I made friends, and I did get to explore avenues of myself that I hadn't yet. And I got—I remember having so many. And I know that's also a joke too, is you go to like your liberal
0: college and they kind of <laughs> they ruin you.
3: But I remember having conversations with people where somebody said something to me once that to me now is such a foundational thing, but back then I'd never heard anybody talk about it. But she was talking about like. The right to human dignity, and we got into a conversation about that because a lot of there were a lot of things I felt and believed, but I wasn't good at articulating why I felt or believed them. So I did get that too. I, I got that in college. I feel like I learned good work ethic and arguing. So I guess what I'm saying is I didn't. I had. I wasn't correct about the ultimate idea or goal of the end point. <laughs> yeah. But I got a lot of the stuff that I was really underlying of what I wanted.
2: Right. Yeah, I was with you. The first semester of college, the first year of college, I almost, uh, I didn't fail, but I was definitely C's and I lost HOPE, Mm -hmm. which is the HOPE grant, which is the scholarship for B and then some. When I started college, I think it was in the middle of the, not middle, but like towards the beginning, middle of the program, because now it's changed. The standards have changed. And I don't know if I would qualify now because they're so much more stringent. Mm -hmm. But like, I think I definitely lost that because I got a few C's and I was like, oh, I can't do chemistry. Fair, fair. I can't do calculus <laughs> like this. Fair. I had an Italian teacher like, you can't do it that way. And I was like, wait, no, I'm about habit. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Mm-hmm. And so I had to reevaluate, oh, maybe this is not my field. As well as the fact, though, I actually went in a different direction. I became more conservative almost in college, uh-huh. which is kind of a lot of regret in that. Mm-hmm. Like, not necessarily my compassion, but uh, like in my ideas of... Keeping myself and, and making sure I maintain myself, make sure I make be responsible decisions. I'm not that crazy kid that does the crazy things, which I do kind of regret. I kind of wish I'd yeah. been able to do a few of the crazy things. Um, and it wasn't until I saw the world and I was plunked into the world, and meaning like I started that job, I went outside of the Christian organizations that I was a part of and realized oh, the world is not as insulated. And and I've just been going through microaggression towards me accepting that because that's what I grew up with, not realizing right. these are wrong. But like mm-hmm. in an idea, like this is wrong because they make me want to be white and I feel guilty that I'm not white and I feel ashamed of myself because I'm not white because according to them, this is a superior race and microaggression and the little digs of being Asian, which I have made jokes of myself Mm -hmm. it's not a good thing oh this does hurt my self-esteem i'm not just being self-deprecating and funny i'm literally hurting my self-esteem and so are they but because i've given them permission they think it's funny and because i have become their entertainment and their joke and their clown i have become entertainment And and not realizing this is what i had learned to acclimate And Mm -hmm. in college, I fed into that way too long. um, And I had no one to tell me I was wrong. Instead, I was encouraged to maintain that because I could not see past the white communities. So for me, it's such a weird thing. It's like I fed into it even more to the fact that my conservative parents thought I was pompous. Wow, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that's... That says a lot, right? Um, and I was. <laughs> and I was. Like, I would not disagree with them whatsoever. But I'm sure they're missing that now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot to be said. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I have become a little different in- since then. Like, my big change didn't happen until I left. I really, mm-hmm. like, feel like college was even ins- more insular for me, mm-hmm. weirdly enough. Yeah. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. And I think that goes back to this. What would you tell your high school self today?
3: Oh, that's a good question. I feel like like this is a question I get asked like three times a year, and somehow I can never remember what I always (laughs) say. Because I, I think for me, a lot of it would be... And I know this is an impossible thing. I would have hated to hear it. I know a lot of young people hate to hear it. But it would have been like, it's okay. Because I was so insecure. I was so insecure. And I would not... I just felt so uncomfortable in my own skin. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But because of that, I spent like... I don't know. When I look back on high school, I just... It's almost a feeling I remember more of of just being like shrinking
2: mm-hmm. and like
3: hoping no one noticed me and feeling like I had to when they did I had to act a certain way. So like I said, I would really play up like being sexual or people would make fun of me for the uh, drugs. Um they thought I was on drugs and people would make fun of me for it. And I would play into it. And really I was struggling and I needed help. And I wish I could have confided in somebody that but I think that's the big thing. I know it's annoying because it's like cliche of like it's gonna get better. I wish I, I, just wish I could have been like, it's okay. It's, you have friends. I was lucky. I had friends. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, but I had friends. And we were weird, but it was okay. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. And as you say that, I don't actually... I only have a couple of friends that I talk to. But I think it's because we all grew together. And those who I didn't grow with, I don't see as much or talk to as much. Yeah. There's a big separation between us. And that makes me sad and in, in, in obviously a lot of levels and a lot of that also has to do with distance and where we are in life you know I, I think you and i talked about this earlier about i've gotten to the point that you know some people are in their second marriage with more children or they have five children three children four children like so many more children that it's impossible to get together and, and there's it's almost this whole layer of being within your socioeconomic status and what I mean by that, not necessarily about finances, but it is about finances because when you have two two incomes, it was very different from my $29,000 a year income that I was getting at Mm -hmm. one point in time. So very different. But for myself, I really, like I said, I wish I had a person in my life that taught me what it is to have my own identity because... There was a lot that I missed out on. There's a lot that I'm fearful of today. And even exploring and even saying, like claiming myself as Korean seems bold. Because if I start getting asked questions, I start falling apart. And even to the point that I have my white partner to go in to authentic Korean restaurants to pick up food for us. Because I'm scared that I'm going to be talked to judged for being fake, and dismissed. And I've had that. It's not It's not just a fear. It's happened to me. Mm-hmm. And for many times that I've been a part of that fear, because of that, I shut down. And therefore, it's in that worst reaction of, I feed into that, so therefore I can't come out of that. Like, they trying to right. dig my hole out. And it's just a whole thing. And I really wish I could have found that part in... in College and finding that identity because it's harder as an adult. It's harder mm-hmm. trying to figure that out as an adult because, and we're going to talk about this eventually trying to make friends as an adult, trying to find connections like that as an adult is difficult. Mm-hmm. And I really wish I could have been able to be like, You want to take advantage of this? As many times I purposely distance myself from that ethnicity, from this culture, and I regret that so hard.
3: Yeah. When I look back, for me too, and for, for a lot of us, kind of related in a way of that is like, just, I wish there was um, <laughs> a way to recognize like sexism when you're, I don't know. right but like, th- these things that are hurting you and you don't realize why you're hurting you and you're playing into it, which is kind of what I was saying of like, yeah, I wish I could have been okay being like, this isn't healthy. I'm going to cut you out. Like, the importance of cutting out toxic friendships or being able to know what you want. Like, I still struggle with that to this day. Of, yes, I like, do. What do you want? And why can't I just, why is the simple question of what do you want? Like, leave me just like, hamstrung. Right. But when you're in high school, especially, I think, when you're younger, that can be a really dangerous proposition when you're like, well, maybe I should want this thing. Right. Yes, let us make out or whatever. And then I wish I wish I had known better to be able to say no and feel like have enough self-confidence to know what I want and say no and believe that I was worth, like, it wasn't worth some guy not having blue balls versus, like, my emotional state.
2: Like, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, I will say, as I was talking about my younger family member trying to figure that out and getting there, I'm glad to know that she's there now because she's 10 years ahead of me. You know what I mean? Uh I'm sure uh you would say that for that younger generation. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. that they're learning from our mistakes and or they're willing to have that conversation. Yeah, me too. And that's the positivity, I think, of social networking and and social Mm -hmm. media, all of that is a different level when you start realizing beyond the the conforming ideas that we had. And and you and I have a 10-year gap. Mm -hmm. So there's just this whole level of conversation in that. But I find it interesting because, yeah... (laughs) as everyone heard my identity crisis of, I'm like oh my god it's been 20 years since I've been high. <laughs> over 20 years over, over y'all several years over 20 years of being in high school that I'm like what I forgot the massive change that I hope is for the better like, there are things that I'm glad I didn't have to deal with yeah. social media as a kid would have wrecked me I think mm-hmm. because I are, it wrecks me today when I see anything that looks like criticism towards us I'm like oh my god <laughs> right. they hate me <laughs> But at the same time, the ability to see beyond your own world, it's nice. It's, it's, it's finally there. And the being able to connect because hearing stories of those who are going through the same thing, it's heartening. Yeah. As, as much as it is sad, but it's this commander yeah. of like, thank God I'm not the only one. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like there's no other path I could have gone down that would have led me to here. And I'm grateful Mm -hmm. for that. But there are moments that I'm like, man, I really wish I had known back then some of the things I know today. (laughs) Oh,
3: yeah. It's funny you say that because I remember we had a talent show in high school. I did not compete. But this one kid, Spencer, he played. I wish I had known what I do now when I was younger. And I remember sitting there like, bah. And now I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. I <laughs> uh, so <laughs> So many years ago. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. We've gone down a lot of uh, memory lane trips. Yes, yes. Obviously, we could keep talking. but you know, another another happy hour, more high school memories, perhaps. But we would love to hear high school memories from you listeners. If you would like to email us about them,
0: you can. Or email us, stuffmediamomstuff at, at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff Mom Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. We need to hear your memories.
3: Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.